Thank you for calling GRBM Insurance. How can I help you? Hi, speak to Rob, please. Sure. May I ask who's calling? Yeah, it's Joey Jingola. Okay. Hold on one moment. Thank you. You're welcome. What's going on, Joey? Rob, how you doing, sir? Pretty good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, we'd have to hire somebody else to do it. And it's something we've toyed with. There's a lot of things that are like we could almost push to somebody, either outsource or bring in like a part-time bookkeeper. You know, there's just a lot of little things that take time. We're a small business. And unfortunately, I don't know if it's a mentality thing from small business people or what, but we're all control freaks. I, I probably am not the best person to be managing the premium trust account, but I do it. Little things take time, and they produce little results. That was my buddy, Rob McCarthy, good buddy up there in uh, New York, over at GRBM Insurance. I think I got those letters right. I, it's about 50-50. I'm, I'm, it's about 50-50 shot of me actually getting them right, because I'm dyslexic. I don't tell you that, and I'm not really dyslexic, but he's talking about being a control freak. As a small business owner, as an agency owner, we tend to be control freaks on what we think we need to do when and where. And that's the first part of the problem is our, is our controlling freakingness of doing something that we think we have to do. But, you know, as Rob's going to tell us a little bit later, you know, these little things, they take time. And he said it, little, there's a bunch of little things that take time and, and is your time better served, right? You know, should you be doing what little things and when? And this is a hey, chicken and the egg, cart before the horse conversation that nobody ever really wants to fully own up to. And I'll admit that I'm the first person to say that, man, I probably do a lot more than I don't really want to or maybe should or don't have a clear process to find the way that I would like to see it. And again, I think it's all dependent on the line of business that you're selling and, and the different touch points and the different high leverage situations. If we want to take a you know baseball analogy, you know, there used to be a closer that comes in. I mean, there still is a closer, you know, that comes in in the ninth inning and just gets the last three outs. But, you know, analytics is proving that, hey, guess what? There actually is a scenario probably in the sixth, seventh, maybe eighth inning that is actually more vulnerable, more of a difficult period of time to get through depending on where the order is. And that's the high leverage situation in the game, right? So what is your high leverage situation that, um, you know, maybe necessarily you don't need to be in there doing mop-up duty in the fifth inning or something like that. If I've lost you on the baseball, I'm sorry, but I just got it. It's baseball season. It's just, it's my thing. Is there something again, what is, where are, where's your best reliever need to be, right? What position, what point of the game what point in the day do you need to be doing your best work where and to who? I think that's the big question, right? Because most of the time we don't know. And I think not knowing creates creates the problem because you're so overwhelmed with the anxiety of, yeah, I need to do these things or I need to not do these things, but you're not quite sure which is the most important. And 
More importantly, you might not even know what else you shouldn't be doing. Off the top of my head, I, I can't think of something. Accounting is like my, my, the bane of my existence, numbers and all of that. But um, there's probably some service work that I do that I probably shouldn't, but because it comes to my inbox, I'll just do it. Could I easily push that stuff off to somebody else? Yeah, but once again, it's just like, oh, this will only take 10 minutes. Well, then it takes 15 or 20, yeah. and I'm like, why did I do that? But once you're halfway in it and, and you pass the five minutes that you thought it was going to take, rather than explain to somebody else, I guess you might as well just do it. I don't know. I'm with you, Rob. Numbers are terrible. A consistent C to B student in the math range. I'm not, not my thing. Algebra, geometry, I never saw the point because I wasn't, I never envisioned myself. Now, simple addition, subtraction, some multiplication, hey, doing some averages and percentages, that's, that's useful, even though I still scoffed at that mostly because I don't know why. Again, because if you notice, Rob said, I do it because it comes to my inbox. Now that is, again, I'd said in the first thing, first clip, that's a whole thing of issue of processes and workflows. And if it's coming to your inbox, now Rob recognizes this, right? He knows the trigger It's just coming to his inbox. So it needs to not come to his inbox. That means, well, if we're going to, if we're going to work this thing backwards, how do we make that happen? That means that obviously this is where the, the sales and the service kind of pipeline kind of commingle flow together because if it's coming to that inbox, that means there there was never any cutoff point during you know when it came, coming from you know prospect you know to closing the sale to then servicing that sale or that client and becoming a client. There was no not, not saying you need a shut off valve on this. I'm mixing metaphors. I think all over the place. Not to say that you need uh, you know to shut that thing off cold turkey, but there was never any. There was never probably a presentation of an alternative pipeline, right? Where hey yeah. I'm a pretty cool guy to talk to and we might have a good time, but you might want to talk to Sue over here, our customer service rep. She's going to take good care of you because guess what? That's what she does. If you're going to ask me, I'm just going to ask her and then it's just a game of telephone. So you might as well go right to the source. Um, there probably isn't that thing, right? There isn't that distinction that this is the person you talk to. And even then, if you just did it once, that's probably something that's not going to stick. There's just the reinforcements of this is how it works. This is who you need to talk to, to make sure that that service work just circumvents you entirely, never gets to your inbox and boom, it's done. It's not, not something that you have to be worrying about because it's all taken care of. Now, even more interestingly, you know, as I was sharing my disdain for numbers with Rob, you know, one of his things was accounting. He would like to not do that. And mainly it's just driven on the fact of his dislike, distaste for the whole process. And again, that's a good way to figure out what you shouldn't be doing. But then I asked him, I said, hey, Rob, well, is there, is there anything else that you don't think you should be doing? Or is there anything else that you could not do? And, and that's where he was kind of coming up for a loss. He was fixated so much on accounting because he doesn't like it so much. And um, I was at that uh, Hoxoff users group conference a couple weeks ago and I was talking to a mother-daughter team, uh, second and third generation agents, and I sympathized for the third generation agent daughter, um, you know, talking about, you know, they were talking about business hours and taking payments. And I was like, man, you don't want to be taking payments. It's actually costing you money. And it's those sorts of things that, you know, agents don't necessarily even realize is something that they shouldn't be doing. And it's all about, you know, again, identifying what shouldn't be done. Now, Rob is, is using the example of service work 
that he shouldn't do. There are definitely, definitely options out there to handle certain service. And especially in the commercial lines and the PNC side, where if this is something that, you know, um, if you have a process for taking that request, and then if there's, you know, actions needed based on that request, that stuff can all just be batched, saved, batched together, and somebody else be doing it. And they don't even need to be here. They could be halfway around the world. I want to know what they can do. And that, <laughs> because I do think there's stuff that they can do. And I, I would love to be more like Jason. I mean, that dude plays golf twice a week. Look at his Facebook post. I actually don't know. I think, it's, I think it's been twice all summer I've seen it. But honestly, it would all depend on what they could do. Because we're growing, money is not really a problem. I mean, it would suck because it would probably mean less of a profit share distribution at the end of the year and all of that. But to, to have more free time and, and whatnot, that there is a definite value on not having to do everything yourself. While I can't comment or speculate on the frequency of Jason's golf game, I can say that Rob hit on gold there when he said um, there is value in having more free time and not having to do everything. And who he's talking about of wanting to know what they're doing, and you've heard them mentioned before on the show, it's a company called Marblebox. And uh, Jason and I, we know Ani Porter, the uh, owner, the CEO, the founder of Marblebox. Uh, again, specifically tailored to insurance agencies to do insurance back office support. And um, I believe since I have recorded this conversation with Rob, Rob has actually got on board with them and he has them doing some of his service work and he's even got them doing some of his, his renewal quoting and even further, Jason and I, because we keep hearing this so often, we're actually in the process of, of uh, delivering something available to to where we can kind of leverage the power of numbers here of all of us that, that you know are in the uh, Grow Podcast family, in the Grow family, the Grow Membership family. Um, and, and, and really figure out if, 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 if renewal quoting or even new business quoting is something that is taking up tons and tons of your time, then again, that's a very specific, a very solid example of, hey, probably something that you shouldn't be doing. And um, we're streamlining that just from our personal experiences, from the agents that you know we've had come to us. We want to get that down. We want to make sure that there's something for you uh, that is easily turnkey and just say, hey, I want renewal quoting. You flip the switch and it's done. And that's kind of what we're hoping to, to be able to organize with Ani for you guys. So you don't have to worry about that outsourcing imagination because I think that's where the industry fails us. That's where, uh, that's where we let each other down. We're not quite sure what to do, when and where. We lack the imagination. We lack the ideas of who can be doing what and when. And that is the ultimate kind of thing, for lack of really good words. Um, I was talking to another agent earlier this week who had said, you know, hey, um, I'm growing too fast. I'm getting too many quote requests. I, you know, I was just doing them myself. I don't have a great comparative rate or solution. I, now that's a, that's a sticking point. He wasn't happy with the one he had, but, you know, he was taking about an hour a quote. And, you know, when he was getting a couple a day, it wasn't a big deal. But now when it's, you know, five to 10 a day or something like that, or, you know, 10 to 15 a week or whatever it is, it's a lot of hours. And, and he doesn't, you know, want to be spending an hour a day or an hour a quote getting that done. And what 
the interesting point is in all of this and spending the time on this quoting, and again, just, you know, ideas and, and examples of, of what you can and cannot do. I mean, just think about that. If it takes an hour quote and he's getting 10 to 15 requests a day, or a day, I think a day might have been a little much, but maybe it was a week or whatever it is. I mean, that's 10 to 15 hours of just getting numbers, right? That's way too much. And you, you need to be reloading the, the funnel at that point. You just can't be sitting there running those numbers and, and, and it's just tying up too much of your time. And I mean, first of all, you know, again, you need to look for efficiencies overall, right? It's, you know, have the conversation of, do I need somebody to do this or can I be more efficient in doing it myself? Obviously that's the question you're going to have, but don't let that conversation paralyze you into doing nothing because that's when you're going to find, you know, not doing anything is the worst thing that you can do. Because now for me in quoting and health insurance, a zip code and a couple of dates of birth and I'm off to the races, right? That's all I need. I mean, I can get some more information, but ultimately to keep the conversation going and have it done, it's like a five second ordeal. And so quoting for me to have somebody else do it is actually less efficient because I've got a, I've got a rater that's quick. It's got everything that I need and there's not a lot of pertinent information. Now, obviously, as legislation rolls around and changes and maybe we go back to medical underwriting, I don't know. It wasn't even that bad before Obamacare. So, uh, you know, it was just, hey, guess what? You might pay more if you're not as healthy as you say you are. So outside of that, I guess the point is, is you need to look at what type of business you're doing and are there, you know, ways to pick up the pace in what you're doing? Because, again, like I, I said, I'm a health insurance guy. So, you know, new business quoting um is not a thing, right? Like I just, I couldn't take that time. Now where it gets interesting, if I'm going back to my agent friend who, you know, was, was getting too busy, was doing a quote an hour. The interesting thing was, is, well, what's the expectation? What's the turnaround time? And, 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 and that's, that's, that was one of the, maybe the bigger concerns that, you know, Jason and I were having. And we thought maybe you might have of, of how, how quick you turn a quote around. I'd be interested to know how fast you turn a quote around in your agency if it needs to be that day, if it's like within an hour or two, what the what the process is like. And this agent had told me that that they were happy, the client, the customer, the prospect was happy if he told them that he would be back with them the following day. Now obviously I, I said I said, you know, hey man, that's kind of sad. Just give me a second to, you know, sob uncontrollably for a second because that's kind of sad. And he's like, Yeah, I know, but to be honest with you, it's even sadder because they were just happy I was going to get back to them at all. Good God, if, if, if you are the agents listening that are causing this kind of perception in the industry, I'm not too pleased with you right now. I'm a little upset. I'm giving you my stern parent voice because this is not something that should be happening, right? Somebody that is just happy that we're going to get back to them with 24 hours. I mean, this is something that I feel should have been a thing like five or 10 years ago. I mean, I don't even know how long ago, but just to, that that is the expectation. And, and I think most of it is because of this entire conversation that we're having. We are not doing responsible business things and, and getting things off our plate that should should have been off a long time ago or should have never been on there to begin with. We're not we're not managing and handling our prospects and our clients in the way that, you know, is keeping up with whatever time you want to say it needs to be kept up with. It sure as heck not 2017, that's for sure. 
So I'd be curious to know if we get some more information here on what the expectation is for the return, you know, to get back to somebody on that quote on the PNC side of things. Again, I've, you know, my health insurance expectation is that it's instantaneous. I mean, now that's, which is strange to me too, because I walked into the PNC thing doing what I do in health insurance, right? I take the information all right there on the phone, pop it right into the radar and I'm telling somebody, and again, I feel like I feel like this is a terrible experience, but from from as I'm learning from other agents that this is actually pretty fast, and a lot of agents don't do this. I pop the information in right to the radar. And again, I do a handful of these a year, um, and I say, "Hey, listen, you know, I'm, I'm going to get this in. I'm going to send this off. I'm going to get these numbers back here real quick." And uh, and this is just going to really be kind of uh, you know it's going to be putting our compass in the right direction. Which company we might want to pay attention to first, or you know which handful of companies we might want to look at. We're going to go from there. There's no guarantees that that these guys might work out that way, and that is you know kind of how I approach it. And then I you know they have a ballpark number of saying, hey, guess what? This is this is who's looking like they're at the top of the list. And guess what? These are going to change as we firm them up. It's again, it's setting that expectation, and, I, and 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 had I you know done it the way my uncle kind of suggested, you know, again, it's more, hey, I'm going to take this information, I'm going to be secret squirrel, I'm going to run off with it, and I'm going to come back with a number, and they feel as if they present that lower number that they're never going to be able to present a higher number, and again, coming from the health insurance world, I say uh, not true at all because that's all I did for four years or five, I can't remember how long I was selling health insurance before Obamacare, but I said, hey, listen, this is as good as it's going to get. So that's it. That's the best case scenario. From here, it's only going to get worse. And that's what you're doing on the PNC side of things. So um, obviously, there are some more moving parts. There's more pieces of information that discounts, packages, coverages, all that fun stuff. There's a lot of things that go into that that isn't a seamless transition. And it feels like a marathon. By the time I'm done with one of those things, I'm exhausted. Too much information. I've had to make way too much small talk. And uh, and I'm, I'm done. I'm out of material at that point. And, uh, and that's interesting, right? So just kind of, that was a more of a rambling thought on just quoting in my process and, and the way that I see things and, and my observations from the agents I talk to, but you know, one, don't be afraid of presenting a lower number. Just really quick. That kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, don't be afraid of it. If, if you can't, then I'm saying, ah, you're not a great salesman. Like that's it. Like you're just not a great communicator. You're not setting an expectation of, Hey, this is what it is. And it's, it could get worse. Don't be afraid of it, right? Like, there's nothing to hide from. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. But more importantly, back to the expectations that are currently set, which is, hey, if we get back to it at all, it's a good day. That's not good, right? So we need to start making sure that we can do the things that need to be done so we can get back to people way sooner than they're expecting to us right now. I want to try something a little bit different here, mainly because most of the interesting stories that I try to keep track of during the week to mention in the podcast, I keep forgetting them, and I need to write them down. And, uh, just really, so I have nothing. No, I want to try something new here. Uh, I, I get a lot of emails from people that listen to the podcast, and I never really thought of a way to work them in. I was like, well, I guess I could stick them here and talk about it now. Uh, I did get a cool email from Nicole. Uh, over at the John's agency, and uh, this is, it was interesting. It made me laugh, so I thought I would share it. And uh, uh, she said, "Before I forget, I am, how am I almost 33 years old and just discovering podcasts? Life-changing!" Exclamation point. Uh, quickly commenting, I, I mentioned to her that yes, I cannot believe that uh, being as I am a person who is a solid 33 years old, um, not knowing what a podcast is, is a little uh, is a little crazy to me. I've been publishing podcasts since I just got out of college, 
um, and this one obviously for, for as long as well. Um, it is range podcast, right? A lot of people not, not knowing it. That's an interesting, um, but I'm glad that all of you that do know it are here. And I'm glad that Nicole has discovered podcasts. Um, but anyway, she goes on to say, she wants to thank, uh, thank us for all the awesomeness, uh, that we put out there on the girl podcast. Uh, she's going through the uh, VIP series that Jason did right now. Um, and then she's going to double back on the, the, yep, the young insurance producers series as well. And, uh, and she said, and Dr. Billy Williams, oh my God, amazing. And for all of you that didn't listen to, um, the podcast, how to make a hundred thousand dollars your first year as an agent. That's with, uh, Billy Williams, who is going to be at Grow Labs. You need to listen to that. Um, they keep it coming and she's going to binge listen this holiday weekend. I can't think of a more depressing way to spend your holiday weekend than listening to an insurance podcast, but Nicole, you do what you got to do. I'm not going to judge. There is a lot of good stuff out there. I mean, house of cards drops this weekend. I mean, or maybe not this weekend. Maybe it's a little bit. Maybe it's May 30th. That's when it happens, I think. I don't know. It's coming soon. Master of None just, just hit the new season of that. There's a lot of good stuff out there to truly binge on. But I'm not going to stop you from listening to our podcast if that's what you truly want to do. Um, but yes, Billy Williams is, I don't know if we've, I think Jason has mentioned this on his podcast. Billy Williams, if you haven't listened to that again, how to make $100,000 your first year as an agent podcast. That dude, I mean, that dude's still blowing my mind. Like, I still can't get over what, um, he said, I want to thank Nicole for obviously reaching out. It's always fun when somebody actually reaches out, uh, you know, and, and kind of shares their experiences or gives some feedback. It's always a lot of fun. Um, he's going to be there to learn from. He's going to be sitting in there amongst you guys, um, being part of the group, collaborating, contributing, and just being part of the thing. So if, if that's a guy that you want to learn even more from, in addition to whatever you think Jason and I could already give to you that we haven't already given to you, then yes, that's the place to be, Grow Labs, uh, August 24th and 25th charlotte north carolina to do that registration is open i've had a couple agents reach out to me asking if there's still spots open and um and yeah i know i keep stressing that there's not a lot of spots where and, and registration's only been open for a couple weeks yeah we're good but we're definitely not that good i will let you know we'll definitely let you know when we're we're really clo- you know closing in on the uh the limit but we are getting close uh, especially if this agent and uh, hopefully nicole wants to come and and be part of Grow Labs and meet Billy Williams. Um, but yes, we are getting closer to filling up. We are not there yet. There are still spots available, um, and, uh, and that's something to keep in mind as well. Uh, other than that, I thought that was fun. Maybe we'll do it again. Maybe we won't. Maybe I'll just forget about it. But again, either way, I want to appreciate Nicole for reaching out uh, and, uh, and hope she's doing well. But that's it. Look forward to seeing you guys. Grow Labs 2017, October 24th and 25th. GrowLab2017.com to go ahead and register to be there.